Welcome to season five of the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and to scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another exceptional episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, of course, Michael Sherlock. That hasn't changed. I don't care what year it is. I'm still here. And this month, we are talking to some fabulous and fierce female entrepreneurs. Why? Because that's what I wanted to talk to this month. Absolutely. And Amira Alvarez is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Now, just think about that just for a moment. The Unstoppable Woman. It's a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire empire builders, and rising stars in all fields and helps them to achieve their goals and dreams faster than they ever thought possible. Now, she knows this without a doubt because she's someone who made a quantum leap going from barely making six figures, and I know some of you just want to make six figures, to making 700,000 in one year, then on to seven figures and beyond. She's not only lived to tell about it, she knows now exactly what tactical strategies and mindset shifts, that's easy for me to say, are required to... uh, do something we talk about a lot, which is get out of your own way, live your life on your own terms and master the art of achieving any goal that you set your mind to. And here she is to help us learn a little bit more. Amira, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so excited to be here, Michael. This is going to be fun. Thanks for having me. It is going to be fun. And I love the name of your company, The Unstoppable Woman, because it's such a powerful message. So I hit kind of the highlights of what, you know, what you do today in your business, but tell us a little bit more in your own words about you, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Absolutely. So the business, the company is all about helping women entrepreneurs really get past those, those invisible blocks that mm-hmm. keep them from quantum leaping or making that income breakthrough. And mm-hmm. I, I see it all the time. You have great potential. You have a great idea. You have a great concept. You've got great work ethic. You're kind of smart. You'll throw back your hair and be like, <laughs> I'm on that and more. And yet, why am I not getting the results that I want? Now, we all know that hard work is part of it, right? Putting in the effort is part of it. It's not magic sprinkles, money falls from the sky. But like, why, why is it that some people break through and make a quantum leap in, in the kind of income they're creating for themselves? And some people struggle for years and years, even decades, sometimes going out of business, sometimes getting just demotivated, sometimes just, you know, going back to, to getting a a full-time job, which is not Mm -hmm. the end of the world, but it, it, it's not necessarily what they, they, you know, put the stake in the ground and said that they were going to go and do. So why is that? What, what Mm -hmm. stops you? And that was me. If you Mm -hmm. flash back, if you go back in history, that was me, you know, like, hard worker, enthusiastic, really going for it, um, had a 
enthusiasm and a great service and intelligence and work ethic and all of this. And I, I did some things right. You know, I, I, I made 30 K my first year in business. Um, I made 90 K my second year in business. That's tripling your income. I was very close to making that six figure, that mythical, it felt like this (laughs) mythical, like, can I cross it? Right. And then my third year in business, I went to 138, which I was very proud of, but I had absolutely no freaking idea how I was making these leaps because I was doing all the things, right? Mm -hmm. I was throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what would stick. And I didn't know what was working. I was, what I now know is termed being an unconscious competent, right? I was Mm -hmm. unconscious Mm-hmm. about what I was doing that had some level of competency because I was getting ahead. Now, there's this moment in time that year where I call it my come to Jesus moment where <laughs> I'm sitting at the end of a day on the floor of my office with my laptop literally on my lap, right? Leaning up against mm-hmm. the couch and trying to get one last thing done. And I yeah. know like most entrepreneurs have that, the never ending to-do list one. Let me just get that one last thing done. Yeah. And my husband called upstairs and was like, Hey babe, dinner's ready. And I was like, okay, I'll be right down. I just need to get that one last thing done. An hour later, he starts dinner. And I have this moment where I have this like witness perspective going, this can't be how Richard Branson does it. This can't be how Oprah does this. Like this can't be how Beyonce does this. Like how do all of these people, and maybe they're a small, small percentage of humanity, but there are people who are uber successful. How do they do it? Because I'm just working really hard and there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, come to Jesus reckoning story where I had this big wake up moment and I went and I started studying success and what makes people successful and why I was having some level of success, but I wasn't having that major breakthrough. So that's the, that's the origin of the, the coaching company. And then what I did was once I had my breakthrough and I went from 138 to 700 K is basically a solo entrepreneur. I had a VA right in, in one year, what did I do? I had to back engineer that. What did I do? And I kept studying the success. And then I started teaching people how to do that. So that's my story. A couple of things. And I apologize that my uh, cat has uh, made an (laughs) entrance. Um, She's a little mad that I was gone all week. So she never really gets in the shop, but, uh, but as you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you deal with whatever you've got around you. What I really, I mean, there's so many great things that you share, but what I really value is you sharing the actual numbers and the reality, like year one, 30,000. And you know what? I was proud of that. Year two, 90,000, proud of that. But then that recognition of, uh, I'm not sure how I did it. How did I triple it? You know, and then when you jump again and you're like, okay, great, 138, fantastic. Now I'm really rolling. But to your, um, what a great reminder that, that sometimes those things happen because we've got a lot of energy, we've got a lot of, you know, good stuff going in, but not only the importance for replication, but for sustainable continued growth and exponential growth, it can't happen by accident 
continuously. There's only so many happy accidents you can have before you stop having the consistency of the result. And that's when exactly you have to have a strategy, understand your strategy, oftentimes get help with the strategy, um, and then implement the strategy so that you have that and you have a roadmap to follow. 100%. So one of the things I had to figure out was how to use the law of cause and effect. Like if mm-hmm. I if I wanted these kinds of effects or results, what were the causes of that? Because we don't mm-hmm. live in a random universe. We live in a cause and effect universe. It's ordered. Sometimes it feels random. Like yep. those first few years felt very random. And I yep. couldn't tell you what the actual causes were that was getting the result that I was getting and and how to replicate that or build on it or make it sustainable, make it something so that if you want to work a 12 hour day, you can, but you don't have to, right. Yeah. That, that like, that's really what, um, like I'm someone who loves my business. I I'm not going to um, say that I don't put in the hours because I do Mm-hmm. but it's what lights me up, what drives me, what's exciting to me. It's not a monkey on my back anymore. Right. It's this, this enthusiastic well that comes up that said, if I step away from my business, it can run, which is beautiful. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And that is, it's so important to do that. And I, one of the things that I have been so fascinated, you know, before we started taping, I was telling you a little bit about the history of, of the evolution of this podcast and what I'm gaining from it now and, and what I'm learning, especially with the people that I interview. And one of the things that I realized along the way is I have so many incredible um, people that I interview that are doing coaching like what you're doing, but everybody has something very unique and specific. And for those people who are listening to this, I think they're all searching, like, who is that right person for me? Mm. Who does have the story that matches my values, my beliefs, my needs at this time? And I, once you recognize that listening, learning, and working with people who've gone the path that you are murking around in right now, mm. um, really can propel you. And it's, and it's not about like taking somebody's help or advice. It's about making the, the smart decision to invest in yourself and your business to grow at a new level. But I think sometimes people are listening and they're like, okay, yeah, that sounds really good. But, you know, in reality, to make those changes that you made in your business and to help others do it, there are ways to find that cause and effect and replicate them. Hundred percent. So I teach or coach from a perspective of inner game and outer game, and you need both. So mm-hmm. on the outer game side, there's only three ways to make more money in business. I figured this out. Right? It, mm-hmm. It's you raise your prices, mm-hmm. you sell more of what you're already selling. So quantity. Mm-hmm. I call this mm-hmm. selling more widgets. Right? Like this is uh, yep. quantity, or you add a new channel to your business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything goes into those three categories. Now you can do more than one of those. You can do a hybrid approach, but you have to look at like, if if this is where you are now and this is where you want to be, right? You have a goal and you have, um, well, you have a goal and you have your current um, income. You know, you have a gap. How are you going to close that gap? You're either going to raise your prices, you're going to sell more, or you're going to have an additional channel of income. And what what is the 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 viable best strategy for you? That's outer game. Okay. Yep. Now it's really easy to you know say, okay, I'm going to raise my prices, and that's <laughs> going to close the gap, right? But on the inner game, 
Can you hold that? Can you suddenly become someone who charges three, four, five times more than you've previously charged? It's easy to consciously say, oh, I'm going to do this, but it's much harder to become the person for whom that is a norm and and you feel worthy of working at that level and having at that level, receiving at that level. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, what I found with the, with um, who I work with, and it took me a long time to, to say, okay, I'm going to invest in myself in my business. And I'm going to not worry about whether or not I'm the expert of all things, but I'm going to find the right person, but you're right. You have to, there's so much of that mental work that working with somebody and having them hold the mirror up to you and say, here, don't be afraid of the reflection. Don't be afraid of that fact that maybe you're hesitant about raising prices or adding a channel, but let's talk through it. And then let's make the decision that makes sense so that you have power behind it, because then that allows you to continue to do it and not like dab your toe in and then pull your toe out. Yeah. And, and self-sabotage because, and not know why. So one of the, right, exactly. Yeah. You're like yeah. laughing knowingly. I know. Um, I'm like, right? I hear you sister. Yep. So <laughs> like my story is one. So let me, let me tell you a little bit more about my story. And then also yeah. about the law of compensation, because I think it's, it's really a helpful rubric. I teach a lot from the, the concept of universal laws that help you understand that the world is an ordered place and takes the mystery out of how it works. So the mm-hmm. law of compensation says you'll be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you. So the mm-hmm. need for what you do, is, is there a problem that needs to be solved? Now, this could be Q-tips, right? Like, right. you know, it might be a small problem. You have water in your ears, right? But there are many people who need this. So that becomes a large problem. Or it could be, I have a brain tumor and you're a a brain surgeon and that's one giant large problem. Okay. So is there a problem that needs to be solved? What's the level of that? Mm -hmm. What's your ability to do that? Okay. Okay. Over the years, I've become exceedingly good at getting very quick results for my clients, right? My Mm. ability, I'm at a master level now, okay? Mm. My ability has gone up. That was not the case when I first started and I needed to grow that, okay? And that's the the case with being a landscaper, being a graphic designer, being a leadership consultant. It doesn't matter what your field is. You have to be really good at it. And so I'm always growing. I'm always upping my game. That is a success strategy. Okay. Yes, absolutely. It it doesn't stop. And then the third piece is the difficulty in replacing you. Now Mm -hmm. here you are, you are someone with rainbow colored hair. No (laughs) one is going to freaking replace you. Right. But right. You are owning that lane. Okay. And and but there there's more subtlety to this. I coach in a very unique way. No one can replace me. But if I don't own my value, if I'm in shame, some sort of shame or limitation about who I am, I'm gonna make myself small and suppress myself. Mm-hmm. And that makes me very um commoditized. Okay. Yeah. That that makes me easy to replace. I Personally, I'm not easy to replace, but if I were shrinking, which I know that people do, they have visibility issues. They have, can I say that issues? Um, If I do that, will will my other people in the industry get 
angry or mad at me, all this sort of stuff. And, and they're playing it safe. Okay. Yep. And I really had to work through, like, I didn't come out of the womb, like able to do that. That was not, that was, you know, maybe that's not entirely true. I think we do come out of the womb, totally fully self-expressed, but we, we, we get conditioned out of it. And then I had to re relearn it. Okay. And I had to learn my own worth and my own value. And it was um, a terrifying process to keep making decisions from where I wanted to be becoming the person that I wanted to be and owning that value and, and really holding myself to higher and higher standards. It was not, um, an easy process. And for me personally, that looked like paying for manicures and getting my nails done. Like I was not like a well-quafted, uh, woman, you know, I had Mm -hmm. to learn how to, to, because I had in my mind who I wanted to be, but I kept putting it off. Right. Mm-hmm. But the full expression of myself was someone who for you, it's rainbow colored hair. For me, it's getting a blowout. Right. And, yeah, and yeah. having yeah. my nails done. And, and I was shrinking from that and I was, you know, overweight, not taking care of myself that, that night that I, uh, was, it was 6 PM and I hadn't, uh, I was trying to get one more thing done that night the, 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 the deep, dark secret around that is that I hadn't taken a shower and mm-hmm. I hadn't brushed my teeth. Even I was uh-huh. like, so driven and afraid of like falling behind that. I wasn't owning my worth. I wasn't taking care of myself. It also yeah. wasn't a client facing date, but still, you know, <laughs> no, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. And I think it's really important. It's funny you say that. Cause I mean, somebody, not everybody will understand this, but you know, I just got my nails done for the first time since before the pandemic. So it's been like two years and it's been one of those things that my nails used to be just as much about my persona. And it's funny how that just getting them done a couple of weeks ago um, boosted me again, like just as a simple thing, like, oh, there's a part of me that was missing there for a while. And those are the things that, that we have to be aware of. It doesn't mean it's just about getting your nails or hair done. It's about those pieces that that hold everything um, that makes you feel like, okay, now I've got all the, I've got, I've got all the engines running. I've got everything going at the same time. And those things are really important to pay attention to. And believe me, I totally get it. (laughs) And and here's the thing for, for the listener, it may not be nails. It may not be hair. It may, it may not be clothing. It might be something else. It might be horseback riding, or you like to work on cars or, or, you know, whatever it is, but you are saying that's not supposed to be part of my work life. That's not supposed to be part of my business. Who I am in this world is not enough or not good enough. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to suppress it. You will not, you will not period full stop. You will not make the big bucks. Yeah. Think about, think about this. I mentioned three of them earlier, Oprah, Beyonce, you know, but in Richard Branson, but it could be, you know, Sarah Blakely. It could be who like, they all own themselves. They have a personality. They have a stance in this world. It doesn't have to be a political stance, but they have a, like, this is who I am. And, and you know, so start watching. You will yeah. not find a, a extraordinary entrepreneur who doesn't own themselves. I agree. Absolutely. Amira, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. And uh, I can't wait to learn a little bit more about you and your special secret sauce when we come right back. Are you a highly sensitive individual? 
If you are, you are part of the 20% of people whose nervous system is wired to take in more stimulation than others. This can feel overwhelming, trying to get by through coping and stuck in your shadows instead of your strengths. But it doesn't need to be that way. You can learn to be in charge of yourself physically, spiritually, and financially in a way that honors your highly sensitive self. Heather Dominic is the founder of businessmiracles.com, and she's been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders since 2010 to do things differently by working less and making more of a social impact and a higher income. Whether you've been in business for years or are just starting out, highly sensitive entrepreneurs are sick of trying to, usually secretly, manage overwhelm and other ways your highly sensitive nervous system tends to hijack and work against you. Now you're ready to learn how to be comfortable in your highly sensitive skin, to create your work and life to match who you truly are so you can work less while making more impact and income. I should know, as a super uber highly sensitive entrepreneur myself, working with Heather and her team has changed my life and my businesses. To learn more, please use our affiliate link in the show notes or reach out to the Business Miracles team and tell them you heard about them from the Shock Your Potential podcast. Every listener who joins the Business Miracles program in 2022 will receive a selection of five best-selling books from our Shock Your Potential bookstore authors. Leading as a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a mindset to hold and an energy to embody. To lead means to show someone the way to be in charge of. As a highly sensitive entrepreneur, this starts with learning how to be in charge of yourself first and your purpose second. And we are back with Amira Alvarez and we we're talking about um, just, I think it's really important about understanding what's important to you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it is easy, very much like you said, to get into that one more thing mindset. I'm going to get up and start working so fast that I'm not going to take a shower yet, or I'm not going to have my coffee, or I'm not going to go work out, or I'm not going to, you know, have a morning smoothie, or, you know, those things that are important for not just balance, but to your point about the things that are part of who you want to be, why you became an entrepreneur in the first place. And I think every one of us that are entrepreneurs, in fact, you know, probably everyone, you know, whether or not you're an entrepreneur yet or not, um, have those moments where you, you keep yourself separate from what you're trying to accomplish because you think they have, you have to be so focused on one that everything else goes to the side. But not only is that going to keep you, like you said, from really all your potential, but it's, it's not going to allow you to live a life that feels good and balanced. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to like it anymore. You like yeah. willpower, willpower only gets you so far. Okay. Mm. Like, and, and when I say willpower, I'm using it in, in, with the definition of sheer force of will yeah. and, and really force negates. You have to be disciplined. You have to have, um, focus and stay the course. Mm. But if you're constantly grinding, put like, like forcing yourself to do things that are, and this is a nuanced thing, Michael. Okay. So mm. you do have to do hard things. Okay. You yes. have to, you have to break through, you have to push through that, the hard block 
the, those hard things, which feel like a block and can sometimes feel like you have to grind it out. But if it becomes a monkey on your back and you don't learn how to use your mind to change your perspective about what you're doing, mm -hmm. then you're, it's always going to feel like a grind and you're going to burn out. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you're not good to anybody else. And you're definitely not sharing what you need. Um, as you were talking about, you know, what's, what is it, you know, that you do that people need that the world needs. And if you're not taking care of that, you cannot provide that, yeah. which I think, you know, gets to my, you know, my second major question, which is, you know, what have you learned? I mean, and you've shared already a lot, but, and a great amount, especially about that moment where you're like, oh my God, I, you know, told my husband, I've got one more thing and now I've missed dinner and I haven't brushed my teeth yet. I totally get that. But, you know, what have you learned about yourself as an entrepreneur or that now you have learned it so well that you've harnessed it, you've made it into your secret sauce. This is, this is really what makes Amira continue to be successful. Yeah. It's the level of truth and honesty that I have for myself. I mean, I, I'm truthful and honest with my clients and with my, my following and my community and all of that and my, my team, everyone. Right. Um, but the level of truth and transparency and honesty I have about what I am doing myself, my patterns mm -hmm. is what allows me to grow so quickly. Cause here's what happens, Michael, most people when they don't get the result that they want, they will blame other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if they, if they look at themselves, they don't want to look honestly because they are trapped in a thinking that says, if I admit that I've done something inaccurately, incorrectly, not me and meaning not the thing that I need to do to get the result I want, right. then I've done something wrong. Mm. Okay. It becomes a value judgment. Right. And we defend as human beings, we are, we are conditioned to defend against this idea of being wrong. We don't want to be wrong. We want to be right. And, and we play this game, which is ineffectual in business. Okay. Yeah. If you're so committed to not being wrong, you will never be able to look at what you're doing and make any change because you're, you're too afraid to, yeah. to look at that. I am constantly, I, I'm not negating myself when I do this. Like I've really learned this and I teach my clients this, like, how do you look at a situation? You, you're overwhelmed, you're burnt out, you're um, not making the money you want, you're at the end of the month, you can't make payroll. These are all the things that yep. come up in business, Absolutely. okay? And how do you look at what's happening instead of flipping out, okay, yep. and uh, or blaming other people or circumstances or the world or anything? How do you look at yourself and go, okay, I am first cause, meaning I'm always at cause. I'm always hundred percent personally responsible for my outcomes. Mm -hmm. By the way, that in and of itself, if you own that, that's yeah. freedom. Okay. Oh gosh. Yes. Okay. If, if you learn how to take hundred percent personal responsibility, the world can't do anything to you. Okay. You are absolutely yeah. freaking free. So yeah. If I look and I go, okay, what I back engineered, I go back and I think, what, what did I do inner game? Oh, I was afraid. Oh, I was doubting. Oh, I was blaming. Oh, I was resentful. Or I, I wasn't taking a big enough risk, or I took too big of a risk, or mm -hmm. um, I was distracted, or I wasn't clear in my communication. I will identify like that 
because I'm honest with myself, what I did that caused me to take the action or lack of action that got me the result that I want. And I, and I change it. Yeah. I do, which, which your subconscious programming doesn't want you to do. It wants you to stay exactly where you are, but it, once I'm aware of it, once I'm honest with it, I hope everyone is getting this. Once you see it, yeah. you, you can't just congratulate yourself and go, Oh, great. I see yeah, my, you got to do something. You got to do something different. And, and the, like, if you want to really close the gap on time in terms of making your income breakthrough, do something quick, be a quick decider. Go, go take massive action immediately. Okay. Yes. And, and consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love what you're saying. And it's, um, it it so reminds me of uh, where I was this time two years ago and where I was is my speaking business and training business had finally reached the point where I was happy. I was charging exactly what I wanted to charge. Um, I had, I had answers for people who wanted me to discount my fees. You know, I had plans and motion. Everything was swimming, swimmingly. Everything was going swimmingly. And in the back of my head, I knew I should be diversifying. I should have more channels. I've now charged what I want to charge. I've increased my prices. I'm, you know, I have more of what I'm doing. All those things were, but I knew I needed another channel to diversify because I kept thinking, I know what, what if I'm not, what if something happens? I break my leg. I want to take a cruise around the world, whatever it is. And then when the pandemic hit and I first wanted to do just what you said, feel sorry for myself. Ah, oh, it's a pandemic. Now there's everything canceling and it's something else. And I, I always laugh and joke about this when I say this, but it's really pretty much what happened is I pretty much like crawled in bed, you know, assumed the fetal position, stuck a thumb in my mouth. I didn't do that, but I, I cried a little. Yeah. And I had those moments of pity. And then I went, okay, Sherlock, what are you going to do? You know, you can't stay in this forever. You made this mess. You had you had a plan that was working well, but you knew it wasn't enough. And the moment now I'm so grateful two years later for that honesty, that moment, my, my dark night, you know, my one more thing night where, where you're like, okay, this is not working. This is not, this is not building what I want to build. And now I look at, I, I can't believe that two years has gone by and the face of my businesses is completely different but it was that honesty with myself. And when I started talking about that, I had people saying, why would you tell people that you lost a hundred percent of your income overnight? And I said, because I did. It's so true. Yeah. What, what good does it do me to lie about that Yeah. to others? I can't lie to myself about it. And yeah. when you have that, then you can start making progress that is beyond what you, you know, what you can expect. Yeah. hundred percent. I love yeah. it. I love that turnaround. And like, also you're recognizing that you were getting the message, right? The universe is always for you, right? (laughs) Spirit is always talking to you. Like it's always tapping you on the head going, Mm -hmm. look over here, go in this direction. Hello, hello, hello. And it's us that don't listen. Okay. We we have that deep intuitive knowledge and we are so um, programmed to do that next thing or to whatever, cut it off or, or that's scary. Or I'm, 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 uh, I'm driven by making sure that I'm pleasing all the people. Right. And, and I don't, I, you know, you use the excuse, I don't have time for this right yet. Right. Yep. All yep. these things. And, and you're not alone, right. You know that, 
Absolutely. But the, the sooner that you can start being someone who goes, I know that I have all the, I have the answers. I just need to listen to the answers and start trusting yourself. Yes. The, the, like, then it's like on supersonic speed. Yeah. Then you're like, I know, honey, I'll be right there for dinner. Turns into, I will be right there for dinner because yeah. I know I need to do this differently. I totally, I'm so glad you shared that. It's such a, yeah. it's such a great poignant story because I know that every single person listening can relate to that where you're so busy being busy that you're not moving forward consistently. I love it. Amira, we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but a lot of times people just like to look you up while they're listening to us right now. What's the best way for them to find you? If they're just a little too lazy to go to those show notes, go to the show notes. We'll have all our links. It'll be easy. (laughs) What's the best way for them to find you? You know, the best way is to go find our podcast. We are on all the podcast services under the unstoppable woman. And, um, we also have a website, the unstoppable And if you go to our free stuff page on the unstoppable there are a ton of free resources for entrepreneurs, uh, downloads for how to make an income breakthrough. Uh, we have a morning mindset program, lots of good stuff that you can check out for free there and, you know, look forward to getting to know you. Excellent. I love it. Well, before we go, and you've shared a lot already, but do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice to share with my listeners and viewers? Absolutely. So the biggest one, the one that I always, well, not always, but often lead with is, is don't be afraid of your desires. Your desires are causative. Your desire is how the universe, spirit source, all the energy that is shows you your path. And Mm. as an entrepreneur, you need to trust that desire. Now you have to back it up with doing the work, but that calling that I want this, I want that is, is your path. It's showing you exactly where to go and you need to start trusting that. So if you are feeling the pull towards something, go towards it and experience it and see what happens. I love it. And I, I totally agree because it's listening to that other voice that, you know, that we might be trying to quiet at other times. So use it for the intuition as much as also for the smart uh, truths that we have to tell ourselves. Amira, thank you so much. Um, lots of great information and lots of very real uh, examples of how we can all take this and, and have impact in our lives. It has been an absolute pleasure having you as a guest today. Thank you so much for being with us. Super fun to be here, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.